Tell me if this sounds like you. You have a brilliant idea for a podcast, an idea that's refreshing in a sea of existing podcasts, but you don't know where to begin. Enter Buzzsprout. As a Buzzsprout user from my show's beginnings, I can tell you it has made podcasting easier. Buzzsprout gets your show listed on every major podcast platform, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. You get detailed analytics to see how people are listening, audio players you can drop into other websites, and more. Buzzsprout is also passionate about helping you succeed. They publish new blog posts, YouTube videos, and podcast episodes every week so you can hear from podcasters who live and breathe podcasting. To start your own podcast and get a $20 Amazon gift card, visit the link in our show notes. This lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you and help support our show. Buzzsprout, the easiest way to start a podcast. Hey, it's Elise Stein, and you're listening to my interview on Pop Nerd Lounge. Welcome to the Pop Nerd Lounge podcast. I'm Steph Pham. Each episode, I sit down with the creatives to hear their story in a casual, informative, and empathetic conversation. My guest today is a R&B star out of Nashville, Tennessee. We talk about her days on the pageant circuit, how that dazzling sense of personality transcended into her music, and we also talk about her platform for anti-bullying. She has such an amazing story, and I hope that you get inspired whenever you hear my discussion with Elise. You know what time it is. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this conversation with Elise Stein. Welcome to Popner Lounge. My guest today is Elise Stein. Elise, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so, so much for having me. I am so excited to be here today. I'm like, woo, let's get it. <laughs> let's get it. Let's get into this conversation. I'm excited to spill some tea on your journey and what the music industry is like for you. So let's get into it. I'm all about the tea. So let's bring it. <laughs> <laughs> you got an early start in music learning different very various forms of things in the creative industry. What would you say sparked your interest in performing? What sparked my interest in performing? Hmm. I feel like there's a few different moments, but I feel like the number one that kind of sticks out to me, I remember being about, I don't know, maybe four or five and, um, they had me dress up as an angel for this like school play or something like that. And, you know, we had to go through all the audition processes and I got to sing my little, <laughs> my little thing in front of the audience and um, just dressing up as an angel with the little wings and the sparkles. I was like, how can I, you know, do more of this? But um, I also used to be in a all girl trio singing group. And so that was one thing that um I really, for me, I like, I love music. I love working with other people and I also love harmonies of music. So that was something that was really fun. Um, at one point we auditioned for America's Got Talent. We didn't make it through, of course. We we got knocked out by a snowstorm, but we almost, we almost got through. So that was really exciting. <laughs> Well, something exciting on your journey is that you've gotten to be part of music videos for artists such as Luke Bryan, Keith Urban, Walker Hayes. How did being involved in those projects influence on how you create today? That's a great question. So 
as a model, because I also, I sing and I model, I do a lot of different things, but as a model, being a part um, of their projects was really cool. And it gave me the opportunity to see like, hey, you know, first off, this is where I could eventually end up. So for me, it's a learning experience. Like how do these things work? You know, you have your call time sheet, everything is on schedule working, you know, you have your cameraman extras, all this stuff that's going on in the background that a lot of people don't see. And so for me, it's like, first off, this is amazing. This is cool. But also starting off as an artist, being able to see how these things work helps me in my journey. Um, with doing my own music videos. Absolutely. And I think that that's such a good thing to bring up that it's in the learning experience because everybody assumes that you jump in head first and you get like thrown in the deep end with the music industry and then, oh, like I'm supposed to know how to shoot a music video off the bat. But little do people know that you have to start from the ground up. You have to go through the ringer and you just learn all these different facets of the industry before you actually get to what the heart of what you want to do. Yes, that is so true. And I think it's very helpful because had I not gotten into modeling and doing some of the extra background stuff and all that stuff, I just don't even know where I would be, really. I would just kind of be like, all right, I'd be kind of like starting from ground zero with my music video stuff. And that would just be weird. (laughs) So speaking of learning experiences throughout the music industry, What did you find was the biggest culture shock you experienced when you started out? Hmm, The biggest culture shock? I'm not really sure. I would just say that just trying to figure out my actual sound and how I want to come across as an artist, because we we were talking about learning experiences. Um, Hi, my single that's coming out is not the first one that I have released. And so some of the other stuff that I was doing, like, especially living in Nashville, it's kind of like you have to find who your people are. And some people, a lot of people in Nashville do country music. And that is great. But I am a pop R&B artist. So it's like kind of that culture shock of like, okay, I need to find out who can help me with the genre that I'm trying to go in and Yeah, that was kind of the biggest thing. Something along with your music, a lot of people might not know, is that you um, worked on the pageant circuit. And so you are Miss Chattanooga Volunteer 2021. So share. Yes, we got that pageant wave going on. If you, for the listeners, we've got our little pageant wave going on. So share with us about your experience in the pageant world. So my experience in the pageant world started when I was in seventh grade. So don't ask me the year of that because I don't remember. It was a long time ago, but um, I started off, uh, actually started off doing it because one of my friends, she said that she was going to do it. And right before that day, my mom was talking about the same pageant. Oh, look at what came in my email box. There's a pageant. You should do it. And I was like, eh, whatever. And then my friend was like the next day, I'm doing this pageant. I was like, oh, I kind of want to do it. (laughs) Like if you're going to be doing it, I want to do it. So I ended up doing it. And I placed first runner up. So and it was a scholarship pageant too. And I was like, hmm, maybe I actually might be good at this. So then I decided to continue on. And I eventually 
um, competed at the Miss Tennessee Teen USA twice. One year was with Savannah Chrisley from Chrisley Knows Best. So that was an awesome experience. And I placed in the top five both years. Um, and it was pretty awesome the year with Savannah Chrisley because, because she won the pageant. All of the people in the top five got placed in People Magazine, like E! News, Insider, like all these outlets. Um, so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you might not win, but there's a bigger plan that's going on um, regardless. So it's it's a great learning experience and, you know, you grow in confidence and you get lots of scholarship money. Speaking of that, you something a part of your platform when you were on the pageant circuit is that you're very much anti-bullying. And what made mm-hmm. this cause stand out to you? Well, for me, uh, we're going back to middle school again. <laughs> uh, I actually... I actually got bullied um, for the way that my hair looked and for the way that I looked as a person. Um, I got called some not so very nice names and I even got called nappy for the way that my hair looked. And I just really remembered what it felt like. And um, a lot of people, you know, can relate to bullying, whether you're the victim, you're the person who is bullying, whether you're um, someone who's just watching, everybody can sort of have their place and where that is going. And one day the move to stand organization actually came to my high school and they had a talk and I was like, Oh, this is so not going to be worth my time. But boy, did they change my mind because they had us do this exercise. They had all of my peers and I go into the gym and line up in this big line. And they asked us a series of questions like, have you ever been called fat? Have you ever been called stupid or ugly by someone that you admired? And by the end of them asking us all a series of questions like that, everyone had stepped over the line. And so I, that day I had seen peers of mine that I had never seen cry before. And it really just inspired me to do something about it. So I ended up starting a Motistan chapter at my high school. And then from there, um, after graduating high school, I got to work with the Move to Stand organization, um, and I even was nominated as the national brand ambassador for the anti-bullying national or international program. And so that was pretty amazing. So I've been going around traveling to across the state of Tennessee and also with COVID, um, you know, not being able to travel, but doing video like actually recording my own video in front of green screen like giving the the messages to the children and sending that out to the school systems in chattanooga that's incredible and i i love that whenever somebody in the creative industry has a bigger purpose than just putting out art i think whenever we do something that has a bigger purpose it kind of solidifies like why we're here to create and i I find anti-bullying a noble thing to get behind because i know like you said a lot of youth can relate or anybody can relate to having experiences with bullying especially like i i've had experiences both like in middle school and high school with bullying so i just think it's so noble to have that be something that's a part of who you are and a part of who you are as like an artist as well and love it (laughs) thank you so much thank you yeah i think what's crazy nowadays is that something that I feel like maybe you and me probably didn't experience as much that kids nowadays probably do would be cyberbullying. So I can't even imagine how kids are, 
really going through that, but that's one thing that definitely I would like to eventually speak on a lot more. So fantastic. Cause yes, uh, I mean, like, like you said, I can't even imagine what, like, what our Gen Z or like what the generation today is experienced with that because I got a little bit of taste of that just to go off on a little side tangent but I got a little taste of that a video of mine on TikTok which I had to take down because it got so much bullying in the comments I would have disabled it but I was like ah let's just private this whole situation but yeah experiencing that and because I've never kind of experienced that volume of bullying before and I was like Okay, so this is what people go through when they have hate comments. It's just, it does take a toll. Hopefully, we'll be able to remedy this and just make people realize that hiding behind a keyboard and being a faceless attacker isn't something we should be doing in society today. Yeah, I completely agree. And with platforms like TikTok, where it's like your video can instantly go viral and and then two people commenting on it and they might not even know the whole entire like backstory. It's like, okay, come on y'all. Like it's just so hard to kind of see like everyone's intentions and backstory tone of your voice. Like some people just, you know, all right guys, this was supposed to be a joke. And now y'all are, (laughs) y'all are kind of taking it there. So yeah, but we definitely have to find a way to try and combat that and, Think about, I mean, turning off comments or maybe trying to spread positivity somehow on TikTok or other platforms like Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, all of those. Hey nerds, thank you for sticking around with us. We hope you're enjoying the episodes so far. We're always looking to improve the show, so any and all feedback you can give us is greatly appreciated. We're also constantly on the lookout for creatives to feature So if you think you'd be perfect or know someone we should speak to, let us know. We can be reached over on our contact page at popnerdlounge.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the episode. Kind of relating to that, do you you find that there is a bias in the music industry? Maybe like some parts of the music industry prefer, prefer a certain aesthetic or a certain style or something like that. And what do you think is the solution to remedy if there is a music bias? Um, I think the number one thing that I have seen, not only in music, but also in modeling is women versus men and their age and how they look. Um, you know, unfortunately for women, it seems like they have a lot um, smaller of a gap to do whatever they're going to do, whether that be singing or modeling or whatever. It seems like it's like for men, it's a lot easier or they have more time and their looks might not matter as much as it does for women. So I just wish that we could maybe change that as a society, right? <laughs> Yeah, like uh, like you said that you you, you kind of notice that maybe we we sensationalize that men can have this longevity in the in the entertainment industry, and it is harder for women to have the same longevity as men. But hopefully, as more women persevere and to show that we can have a career at any age, I think hopefully that that's going to be the future. Having more women just persevere and just continue their career even after a certain age i hate saying that phrase but even after a certain age like just show i mean like look at j-lo she's like rocking it i know like she's rocking it 
Yeah. She's amazing. Dancing, still singing, doing her Super Bowl performance. I was like, okay, JLo. Okay, girl. She's one that is definitely showing everyone. Hey, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what age you are. She, she probably is doing it better than I am for sure. Like, <laughs> Everyone's creative process is a little different. Do you have anything that allows your creativity to flow or just to kind of get you in the mindset to be creative? Yes. So I think my favorite thing to do is definitely listen to beats in my car um, when nobody else is around. I, like turn up the volume real loud, like, OK, like what could go in here, you know? And then another thing that happens to me, sometimes I get inspiration in my dreams, actually. I'll be hearing songs in my dreams and then like I'll try and wake up and record it really quick on my phone. Like, okay, I got to remember this and then wake up in the morning. What in the world was I, you know, what in the world was I doing? But yeah, I've gotten it that way. And then also um, a lot of times inspiration hits at around like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. That's that's the prime time for inspiration. Oh, the creative hour, 3 a.m. I feel like creatives feel that. like They're like, oh, we, we get inspiration at like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. That's like the hour that suddenly things just click for some unknown reason. <laughs> just that magical hour. <laughs> yes, it is, definitely. Your style is cross-genre. You're a pop R&B artist, but mm-hmm. you have a passion for R&B. Do you remember an R&B artist influencing you early on? Ooh, I would say people like Aaliyah, um, Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson, even, well, like on the pop side, you have like, I love Britney Spears, like also Free Britney, Free Britney. Yes, but um, yes, I love, like I was saying, Aaliyah, Britney Spears, Beyonce, um, and a lot of the people that I'm naming, in my opinion, I feel like are just overall entertainers like they're here to entertain you their songs are all catchy that's something that I kind of would like to strive for as an artist is catchy songs entertainment cool outfits and also the messaging in their songs I feel like the message is important in the lyrics Uh, somebody like Beyonce you can tell that not only is she there to entertain you but she has a message that she wants you to hear with her music as well no matter what the subject is she's like you are going to listen to this i have something to tell you and you're going to listen to it and that's something yeah, yeah i yeah. i find that incredible in somebody like beyonce <laughs> she commands your attention something we all strive for <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned it but let's talk about your single hi uh what's the story behind the record we got the tea now yes let's get into it (laughs) yeah so the the inspiration behind it when you have been single for a really long time it's kind of like you're you're kind of feeling not that it's it's not bad to be single not at all but like you kind of still might want a relationship or crave that like a person to be there And so with high, I think it's kind of going off of finally meeting someone and just kind of being high off of that, that feeling off of their love, off of everything. So that was kind of the inspiration behind it. And finally going on a date after a long period of time of not being with anybody. So yeah, just that rush. Oh, that's fantastic. I love that. Because it is something that like is such a great thing about romance. Love is that, that, that high that you get from just feeling giddy about the person that you're, 
in so new in the stage of the relationship or whatever and you're just like oh you know they asked me out on a date or like they did this they texted me and it just makes you smile those are the fun little things about like the early stages of romance yes that is so so true there's just so much oh goodness yeah but definitely what you're saying like that little butterfly feeling and like it's crazy nowadays because I feel like a lot of the times for women, um, the guys that they date, like the standards are so low right now at the moment that it's just like they could like text you hello or good morning every day. And you'd be like, oh, my God, he's like, oh. He's like the man of my dreams, but it's like, okay, we need to start stepping it up, people. So, we, yeah. We do. Oh my gosh. I don't know how many memes I've seen of that or like how many tweets I've seen of that where somebody's like, oh yeah, he texted me good morning. And then somebody will quote it and they'll be like, girl, raise your standards. My doorman says hello to me every morning. And it's so true. You're like, we gotta, we gotta strive for better. We not, we gotta not settle and just hold ourselves to like a high standard because that's what we deserve no matter who yeah. you are are that's what you right. deserve absolutely 100 percent. i 100 agree with that ladies like we like and if we all band together we all do it they'll have no choice right exactly <laughs> they gotta level up that's what's happening they gotta level up <laughs> so talk to me about the collaborations on the single who you wrote with who you produced with what was that experience like and how did you enjoy the final product whenever you heard it well, so starting off my kind of writing processes, I got together with my producer, Ryan, and we were in the studio. I kind of gave him some of the top artists that I really like the way that their beats sound. And so we kind of got together and he took some samples of some things and put it together. And we finally found like first off the beat that we wanted to go with for this song. And so I love that. And after that, um, I kind of took some time to go off and write. Um, I got together with my friend Henry, Henry Greer, and we worked on the actual chorus of the song. So hi, hi off your love. Um, that was me and Henry on that part. And then I got, went and got back together with Ryan, and we wrote the rest of the lyrics of the song. And then you have um, Kel Katz, who really kind of helped tie in the rest of the song together. So a lot of the times um, you'll hear in the background uh, some vocal runs that I'm doing. And she sort of like gave me the melodies of the vocal run. So putting all that together, we have the whole song high. And yeah, I was really happy with how this one turned out because I feel like as an artist, I was really searching for my own individual pop R&B sound, like what that would be like. And I feel like this song accomplished that. I can't believe we're here. We're at my last question for you. And you've just been an absolute rock star goddess with these questions, just a answering them like a pro. Fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Um, my last question for you is what's your why? Why are you a creative? Why am I a creative? So I think for me, my why is sort of the messaging that I want to bring out to the world. I want people to feel like good and I want people to feel love um, quite literally. And that doesn't mean just, you know, love interest, but just 
love and being able to love yourself and others. Um, because at the end of the day, I want the world to be able to feel that love and <clears throat> spread it to others. If you look at what kind of world we're living in right now, it's crazy times. And so if I can spread a message of love that gets around the world and makes people happy, um, that's really my why and why I want to be here and help to entertain people. And if I can spread the love, yes. <laughs> Well, Elise Stein, everybody, she's just been an absolute fantastic and fabulous guest. Uh, I'm going to turn the floor over to you, Elise, and you can tell our listener where they can find you on social media, where they can find your music. And yes, I'm going to turn the floor over to you. Yay. Okay. So my single high is available on all platforms. You can follow me on social media at Elise Stein Music. That is E-L-I-S-E Stein, S-T-E-I-N, and then music. And that is for all my platforms, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. Love it. Well, Elise, thank you so much for speaking with me. You would just been an absolute delight and genuine pleasure to speak with this afternoon. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you guys all to all the listeners that are out there right now. Thank you guys so much um, for staying along for the ride. And I really hope you enjoy my single high. So thanks, guys. Special thanks to Elise for being this episode's guest. If you want to learn more about Elise, visit the links in the show notes. Since this episode does fall on Christmas, I want to wish our listeners a very Merry Christmas. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, Happy Holidays. Thank you for listening to our show throughout 2021. This is the last episode in the calendar year. We hope that you stick around and tune in in 2022 for more incredible stories of creatives and their journeys. And I hope that it inspires you to go after your dreams in this upcoming year. With that being said, take it away outro me. Popner Lounge is executive produced by Vico and Steph Pham. Vico serves as the creative director and Steph Pham serves as the editor and host. For all things Popner Lounge, visit our website at popnerlounge.com. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you tune in next time to join us for another conversation with a fellow creative. For Popner Lounge, I'm Steph Pham.